Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's up, guys? Uh, Thank you very much for being here. We've got uh, quite a bit of interesting news to get caught up on today. Uh, It's kind of that Wednesday afternoon update for me. The market's still open. Uh, I've got a brief little window here to get some information out to you guys before I got to run. But uh, a lot of different things that are really catching my eye. Uh, The market's uh, pretty much down on the day. I I think we're fighting back on the Dow to be flat. We've uh, we've definitely had some sell-off here in August thus far. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still down on the day. The uh, the Dow is up 10 points, nothing to write home about. And now it's down four. Uh, NASDAQ's down 76. S&P is down six points. Uh, so um, overall downward uh, trajectory here on this Wednesday. But um, there are some things that uh, I've been kind of making some notes on uh, since I last recorded on uh, Sunday, and uh, there's a little bit of market news mixed in there. And uh, overall, just some things that uh, I think we need to get caught up on. First up was uh, some news that I saw early this morning, and that was um, well, Disney and uh, ESPN actually looking to buy or uh, not even buy. They're, they're in an agreement with Penn National Gaming. Uh, I think it's about $2 billion. They said that they are going to uh, invest or or partner on somehow uh, to get this uh, uh, sports betting into ESPN. Uh, so that is uh, definitely something that I did not see coming. Uh, you know, many moons ago when I started buying Disney stock, I didn't think, hey, this is going to be a sports betting play. Uh, but I think that is uh, an interesting move in the fact that, uh, well, one, ESPN's been losing money for years. They've needed to do something with this in order to get some people uh, really monetize the platform, right? They've got all the sports, but uh, what are we doing with it, right? So now uh, that sports betting is getting more and more legalized. I've been in DraftKings for a long while as well. Uh, I never really thought the two were going to compete. So now it is certainly a case where you need to understand what's in your portfolio and where they overlap, right? Because I uh, I looked this morning and DraftKings was way down. And I mean, that certainly made sense with this news. But if you didn't have the news that Disney was making some plays, you would be thinking, well, what's going on with DraftKings? Why are we down six, seven, eight percent on the day? And um, it's certainly interesting to see this kind of unfold here. So that was uh, one of the things that really caught my eye. I- I'm I'm hopeful that uh, that this actually is a turning point for Disney and ESPN. We can start to see some profitability from that uh, that company there and really have a path forward. Maybe this is the first of some decent steps for uh, Disney to get back uh, some of that uh, that market cap that they lost. So um, I did go ahead and buy a couple shares of Disney. Nothing crazy, but uh, uh, again, I've already been in this position for a while. They've been beat down. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that this is a a turning point for them to get back to some uh, some better profitability, right? Hopefully, we start seeing these dividends roll back in. Hopefully, a lot of these things start uh, lining up here for Disney and ESPN, and uh, that's kind of my two cents there. But 
Uh, on the flip side, I do have some options, plays, covered calls written for DraftKings. Um, it looks like those aren't going to sell. So I'm okay with that, right? I collected some premiums by writing the covered calls. I believe um, one of them set to expire this Friday and one is at the end of the month uh, on DraftKings. Uh, so it looks like I'm going to be holding on to them. I wrote uh, covered calls at $34 and $36, I believe it was. Uh, collected probably $150, $175 worth of premium. And uh, my shares aren't going anywhere. So I'm okay with that. And uh, hopefully I get to write them again and make some more money off of not selling my shares. Um, so uh, I guess with that being said, I, I did have a, a question about one of the stocks of the week, uh, which if you're not following along, it's over there, Let It Grow Investing on Facebook for week 33. Every week we are buying one stock based on the results of a poll that I put onto the Facebook group. Uh, so with that being said, uh, I'll do a quick recap. If you are looking for uh, what stocks uh, are up for or a little bit more detail on what stocks we're looking at for this week, you can go on to the last episode. Second half has all that information for you. But uh, the five stocks this week, we're going to be Uber, uh, Medical Properties Trust, which is MPW, Albemarle, which is ALB, Mattel, M-A-T, and Target, T-G-T. Uh, Uber, they just became profitable. Uh, it's looking like they're going to be able to remain profitable. And uh, that that is a great sign for this business. It has been a long road to get there. Uh, Medical Properties Trust, they just reported uh, their earnings were down, but I believe... Uh, wait, maybe that's flip-flopped. Uh, the revenue, I believe, was down, but the earnings were solid one way or the other. And, and I'm saying that the revenue is down because um, they sold off some properties. So it would make sense that they don't have as much in the way of revenue coming in but the earnings look better. I think that's the way that it was. That's at least what I'm telling myself right now. But the the stock did drop on this news. We went sub $10. Uh, I'm not 100% certain where we're sitting right now on this one, but uh, that was certainly um, a, a sell-off on, on uh, MPW. Uh, hopefully, if we do go ahead and pick this one, it stays down a little bit longer for us so we can... Uh, uh, average in at a lower price point. That is definitely a, a better way to get in rather than have it run up 15, 20%. And then we're kind of chasing it at that point. Uh, number three is Albemarle Lithium Company. They do a lot of production, one of the largest. And I mean, you can take a guess as to why we're looking at lithium stocks and who's making them right now. Uh, Albemarle is one of the, the bigger, better ones that are out there. Mattel, I was looking at for the Barbie movie. I uh, believe it set a record of uh, more than a billion dollars in the box office worldwide. And um, hopefully that's a, a sign of great things to come for that company. Uh, Target, there, there's a lot of upside. Dividends are um, pretty strong. Uh, I think the company had a, a lot of political missteps that uh, I'm not too sure where to to really or what to really think about that. But uh, I do believe that the company is in that undervalued territory. So if you want a little bit more breakdown, it is in the last episode, uh, which I believe is, was it 198? This might be 199. I'd have to take a look. But um, yeah, so the the question came about buying into Uber. Uh, definitely a volatile play, right? Um, and now my thought here was, you know, do you want to dump a bunch of money in before they really start seeing profitability or uh, full autonomy and buying all the robo taxis? And my thought here is dollar cost average. Um, you know, it, it's easy to kind of put a, a 
$10,000 number onto a position just really depends on what a full position would be for you, right? But say just for uh, just for argument's sake that we're trying to build a $10,000 position in Uber. How do we do that? Um, for me, especially in something that's got a lot of volatility, I want to buy in smaller chunks over time. Uh, similar to what MPW did and the fact that they dropped 7%, you can also see Uber run up 15, 20%. And you know, if you buy all of it and we're going to get a 15, 20% drop, uh, it's definitely going to hurt your portfolio. It's definitely going to be, uh, you know, take that $10,000 investment. It's going to go down to 8,500. You're going to be chasing. And if you don't have any more money to buy more Uber stock, uh, I think you're going to get in that mindset where I just got to get rid of this thing. This is uh, just dead money. Why did I buy it? Rather than if you bought, uh, you know, say we want to buy over the course of a year, say you want to buy uh, even installments every month, uh, you know, say the first of the month, $833 is the breakdown to get uh, $10,000 worth of that stock if you multiply by 12. And you can buy in smaller pieces. And then you're going to get the, uh, the highs of the market, the lows of the market, and you're going to average out over time. So that way you don't look back at the end of the year and hopefully you're not down 15% still, but you're building that position uh, over that course of time with a name that you've done a lot of research in. You've got a, uh, you know, all your faith is in this company that they know what they're doing. They're handling the business. Uh, the profit uh, profitability is coming. And then we're going to roll into uh, that um, the self-autonomous or full autonomy and getting into robo taxis and things like that, where Uber's going to see uh, some real profits take off. So that is kind of one of the things that I said. If you want to build that position, you can do it every uh, quarter. You can do it every six months and build a position over a couple years. But uh, my thought here is do not dump all your money into one stock at one time. That just gets to be the point where you are gambling. And I know that that is uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, if we're going to be in this name for that long run and you want to build a, a significant position in a company, I think that's the way you got to do it. And uh, I mean, there, there's definitely uh, different instances where I would do something different. But um, for something like this, that would be the way that I would approach it is to uh, buy in smaller costs, uh, smaller pieces and dollar cost average into your position. So that's uh, that's my two cents there. Uh, but of these five stocks, MPW is uh, by far in the lead right now. So if you want to break that, get over there to Let It Grow Investing to get your vote in for uh, week 33 for uh, one of these five names. And uh, I still think that Mattel has a a solid path forward. I think Albemarle is actually a pretty decent value right now, too. So let me know what you think and get your votes in. I would definitely appreciate that. Um, going forward, I did have some other notes here. And we're going to try to check on some of these at the same time. Um, that's not the right note. What do we got? Oh, Eli Lilly. Man, they uh, they came out swinging the other day too. Um, this one, they have been just like on fire with their Alzheimer's drug. Now with the, the drug Manjaro, which kind of sounds like a mountain somewhere to me. But um, yeah, I think it's for weight loss. And uh, the, it, it blew it out of the park. I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but they did like 15 million or something last year. And now it's like 900 million they're doing in revenue this this year. So uh, Eli Lilly stock, LLY took off. They are running. Um, I would try to get this one on a dip. And uh, man, I, I probably should have 
picked this one up uh, a long while ago. I know we looked at it a couple times. I don't think we actually ever bought it though uh, for the investing challenge. So I'll definitely take a look at that and see what uh, what's out there. But um, yeah, man, this is a, a a massive gainer here for Eli Lilly. I think we were sitting in the 454 range on the 7th. We shot right up at the open uh, yesterday to about, um, about 526. I think we made it to a high of 538. Now we're sitting at 526, call it. So uh, yeah, about $70 in the course of a day and a half. Uh, massive moves here for for uh, Eli Lilly. The amount of growth that they are seeing is uh, it's pretty phenomenal. The PE is getting stretched right now. It's at an 82. We'd have to certainly take a look at that. I'd like to see this thing come down. Uh, I'm almost going to guarantee that there's some analyst upgrades on this one. There, there's got to be. So I'm going to take a look real quick on that and uh, and see what we are saying. See where this one can actually go from here. Um, yeah, someone just came out with a high price of 633. Morgan Stanley at 617. Truist at 600. Wells at 615. And BMO came in with that high target of 633. And then Goldman Sachs says, uh, never mind, hold on to it. Uh, price target of 470. It's coming back down. Uh, so, uh, I definitely think that this one's got, uh, definitely got the momentum behind it. I would really need to take a look at the earnings and see if this thing can continue or if that PE is just getting too far stretched and we're really just, uh, you know, chasing that, uh, that running stock with some good news right now. So that is certainly out there. Uh, I've been saying that, uh, the pharmaceuticals, uh, the medical companies are a solid play. Some of the industrials are really starting to look good in my mind as well. Uh, some defense names are looking pretty solid. Uh, energy, oil, gas, uh, I like those as well. Uh, we have seen a lot of the solar companies just get beat down though. Uh, so some of those are starting to you know, be on my radar as to what to look for. And uh, I just really want to see them settle down and stop dropping uh, so that we can maybe make some plays in that solar space. Uh, so I will certainly be looking at that and see if we can't get any of those worked into some of the uh, the polls here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, what else? We've got uh, Campbell's, Campbell's Soup Company, which is I believe is CPB. If I'm, yep, uh, CPB went ahead and bought uh, the maker of Rao's uh, pasta sauce, which uh, you can get at Costco. If uh, you know, I got it at the uh, the local grocery store, but Costco is about half the price, so. Uh, I believe it's Sovo Foods that uh, owns the name Rouse. And uh, this was a massive deal and uh, shot the price up on uh, Sovo. And Campbell's is trading up on the news as well. Uh, we started the week around 43.30 and we spiked up to about a dollar more, 44.20. But uh, nice to see this one actually have some movement higher. It has been. Uh, Looks like it's it's at almost a yearly low. The PE is at a 16.5 with a 3.4% dividend. Uh, so could be something that could be a decent name as they look to add more uh, companies uh, to their, their brand here. And uh, yeah, Sobo Foods jumped up from about 18 bucks to $22. So a, a nice move higher for them. Uh, I believe they are being bought for $23. Three dollars, I want to say it was. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, all these different uh, brokerages or analysts have upped their price target to twenty-three, 
uh, I believe that is where the uh, the sale is going to occur is at a $23 price. So interesting there. And uh, hopefully they, they keep the same quality because it's definitely a, a solid product for uh, Rouse Pasta Sauce. Um, going forward, yeah, Beyond Meat, man, this one... Um, it keeps falling. Uh, let me let me take a look at this one. Their uh, their sales fell about forty percent. Their revenues fell about thirty percent. And there's a lot of other reasons that uh, I don't think that this one is a, a solid name, right? We've got uh, currently we're sitting at twelve ninety four. The average price target is nine dollars and six cents, which is about a thirty uh, about a thirty percent downside from here. So analysts are saying that this one's going lower. Uh, if you've been in this one for any kind of time frame. Uh, man, I'm I'm sorry about that, but um, I believe during the pandemic they spiked up to man higher than I thought, 222 in uh, 2019. This one really rallied, and then we were sitting in the 120 range, um, kind of throughout the early stage of the pandemic, and it is just uh, tanked. Right, this one uh, was certainly that uh, that new kind of fad that I, I didn't really ever think it was going to be a great company to begin with. But uh, I think it spiked a little bit or stayed up with uh, elevated uh, meat pricing throughout the pandemic. And now that uh, you know different uh, meats, pork, uh, beef have come back down a, a decent bit, uh, I don't think that Beyond Meat is really going to uh, continue being that, uh, that new great thing. I think we're going to be on to the next one. So I'm saying that this is not a buy. I never got into this one. I never traded this one. Uh, it's just been a painful name, and I don't see this thing really having legs. It could certainly be a reason to get out of this one, especially with the downside, thirty percent more. Uh, really, you know, maybe cut your losses if if you have been in this one. I, I know it's tough, especially if you own it up in that hundred dollar price point. But um, definitely one that uh, I would uh, stay away from. I don't see anything changing here for Beyond Meat, in in my personal opinion. Um, Lucid, right? We've been looking at Lucid for a long time. Back since the uh, the SPAC days, I, I've had Lucid when it was, uh, what, CCIV? I believe that's what it was. And uh, yeah, if you don't know what a SPAC is, a special purpose acquisition company, basically a, uh, a broker or bank, they, they get all your money together, uh, kind of an open check company and uh, shares are $10 you can buy in and then they take that money and they go to try to buy a company. Uh, so CCIV, uh, I think it's Churchill Capital merged with Lucid, uh, and then they, you know, started the, the ticker LCID to take them public. Um, so this one has been uh, a rocky road, right? This one definitely spiked up on a lot of that Lucid uh, CCIV news when that was merging. We went from ten dollars up to fifty-seven. Uh, then after the merger, we dropped back down into the nineteens. We spiked back up to around 55, and then it's kind of been downhill every, ever, ever since, right? But uh, we are looking at uh, some, some losses here, right, for the, the recent quarter. And I think we had about $760 million of losses for the quarter. Um, but then it actually went up in, uh, in share price, right? The, the shares rallied. Uh, after earnings, I think we were up around 8%, something like that over the, the last couple of days, maybe, maybe actually more than that. 6.33, we were sitting at uh, Monday morning and we're sitting at $7.13 now. So why is that? Well, we, we had a capital raise. They raised about $3 billion uh, in May. 
the uh, the Saudi investment fund has definitely been pumping this one. They uh, their their deliveries were much lower than they had forecasted. Uh, and again, I don't have these numbers right in front of me, but um, I know during the CCIV days they were talking about this quarter in particularly being massive in the billions of dollars of sales in uh, in vehicles. And it came out way less. It's in the hundreds of millions, I believe, but they they have not been able to get uh, the production and everything on track to be able to sell as many vehicles as they have, uh, you know, previously thought that they were going to. So, uh, but the the Saudi investment funds dumping money into it. They have uh, orders, and they're going to start shipping uh, some different vehicles to the Saudi Arabian market. Uh, so the Lucid Air will be over there. Uh, we will see where this one goes. I still think it is a solid company. It has been an absolute roller coaster of a ride. Uh, I'm glad I got in when I did and not in that $50 price point. That certainly would have been painful. Uh, so I am down on this one, but uh, I think long term it should do a, a good bit better than where we are right now. The fact that they've got uh, some more cash uh, to keep the company you know, operating longer uh, I definitely think that that is a good sign. We got a lot of hurdles to get over, though, right? This is we're certainly not in the clear, but uh, they are making a, a solid vehicle and uh, one that I, I think has uh, some staying power going forward. So, um, to all my uh, CCIV or Lucid uh, holders, uh, what do you think, right? Let, let me know what you think in the comments or on uh, Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Man, it's it's like I said, it's been a rocky road, but hopefully we can start seeing. A lot of these orders roll through, get that production going, have uh, some cash in order to upgrade some uh, manufacturing and uh, the end users, right? I think we need some more dealerships around uh, to be able to check these vehicles out, get service and, and all the ins and outs of uh, you know buying a car that's well into six figures in a lot of cases. So um, what else? Uh, I know I had the, the Disney news. We talked that. Uh, that was all the news I had. Uh, as far as written down, let me just do a quick check here and see if there's uh, anything else that I want to uh, really get into and um, see if there's anything that uh, uh, there's a lot of NVIDIA news that they're coming out with. Uh, N NVIDIA did uh, trade down today. Uh, I had said that I had a, uh, a trim point at 445. Uh, that did hit that limit um, like last week, I want to say. I had a low side uh, limit order at 445 and high side uh, sell order at 495. And uh, unfortunately, it hit that 445 and not that higher price target that I had set. But uh, they are really looking to upgrade all things AI. The, they're saying the human is a new programming language. They've uh, democratized computer science. Everybody can be a programmer now. Uh, Jensen Wong just announced they're giving uh, their Grace Hopper AI processors a boost with the world's fastest memory, which uh, NVIDIA is calling the GH200. Uh, they also said that the, the Grace AI supercomputer is the world's largest single GPU. Uh, so they are also announcing the launch of the NVIDIA AI workbench, allowing for more uh, AI model portability. Uh, so a lot of different things AI that they are doing. And uh, yeah, actually, Eli Lilly, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about this one. Uh, they did move into the top 10 
uh, largest stocks in the world uh, when they did have that uh, that run up in share price. So interesting, interestingly enough, that one uh, was on our radar, uh, and it's it's the one that's really been running. So uh, that is uh, is pretty cool to see that one move. Um, and I think with that being said, that's probably about all the time that I've got for you guys today. So just a quicker update, um, you know, of some of the different things that I'm seeing. And uh, a quick recap as to what the uh, investing challenge is looking like for week 33. Again, get over there to uh, Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Get your vote in for Uber, uh, Medical Properties Trust, MPW, Albemarle, uh, ALB, uh, Mattel, MAT, or Target TGT. Like I said, Medical Properties Trust, MPW is in the lead. I'd like to see that get uh, shaken up a little bit. So if you got uh, some time, please uh, follow along with the group. Uh, definitely share the podcast and make sure you're subscribed so that you do not miss any future episodes here for me. This was a shorter one. Like I said, I've got a little little window to get some uh, podcast time in today. But uh, thank you guys for being here and I will catch you in the next one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.